This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So continuing in my new favorite verse today, the <laughs> second verse of the seventh chapter of the Song of Solomon, uh, just amazing bet being understanding of a lot of things, um, which understanding is often connected with that letter bet. So today we're going to do the second part of the verse, which says in English, and again, I'm just going to give you kind of my translation of it. It's going to be a little different than the King James, but I, I like the way this reads better the way I have it. So it says, thy belly is as a harvest of wheat fenced about with lilies. Oh, how magnificent it is when you understand <laughs> that, you know, the idea of the belly in, in Hebrew has to do with hunger, right? And certainly we hunger and thirst for righteousness in, in so many different ways. And so this belly is is hungering for a harvest, right? Because when you... And the idea of a heap of wheat, which is the way it's translated in, in uh, the King James Version, is you, you, you see they bring it in the sheaves here. <laughs> you know, there's been a harvest, and here is all these heads of grain that are gathered together, okay? And it's just a picture of what God is going to do, obviously, as he separates the wheat from the tares, right? He's, he's going to have this amazing harvest as all these heads of grain, right? Some, you know, have you know, a hundredfold on the head. But anyway, however that works, you know, we're all in our own ways, you know, stalks of wheat. And we have seeds that are, you know, essentially our fruit. And so here's this really, really fruitful stomach that is hungering for this harvest. Uh, and, and it's fenced with lilies. And here is this beautiful idea of being fenced with lilies. Because lilies, as we've talked about many times, um, are a picture of rejoicing. They're a picture of worship. They're they're a picture of certainly our faith at its finest when we're just in total joy and just worship in a worship position. Well, I love what Rashi teaches about this. It's absolutely spectacular. Uh, you know, again, I, it's amazing how the wisdom of the ancients sometimes is that when you are fenced with worship and, and, and such delight in God, then you serve him in a different way than you serve him. Like when you, you know, and his example that he used was a, was a groom on his wedding night. You know, he'd been engaged to this woman, so excited to consummate his marriage. And, you know, everything went as planned, the beautiful wedding and the beautiful ceremony and everything came up to the wedding night. And, you know, when it came right down for them to consummate their marriage, the bride says that there's a spot of blood the size of a mustard seed. And from that, he just immediately turns away and does not consummate the marriage because that would not be what God would want since she was during that cycle, she would be in her cycle, and that would not be permissible to somebody that was really, you know, again, more in love with God. And the idea here is this unbelievable craving for something, you know, the love that, that, that he's wanted to consummate for whatever period of time, and he's all ready to go, except now, you know, here comes something that doesn't happen. Or he talks about somebody that was starving to death, right, just dying of hunger, and all of a sudden, you know, they found out that there had been a drop of milk or something that would make uh, a piece of meat unkosher, and then they just push it away without any problem because it just 
would not consider when they're in that spot of just total worship and total trust of God that he is going to meet their needs, their hungers, their strongest desires, in spite of the fact that it looks like he hasn't. And and there is the idea uh, of like we, we think that we are able to, to um, be obedient to God through willpower. <laughs> but in, what he's saying here is the beautiful belly is fenced with lilies. In, in other words, the, the way that we actually can, can um, not fall victim to our lusts is through absolute worship, right? Like just total trust and joy in him, knowing that, the, that he's totally going to meet your needs for everything that you need. And it's just not necessary to go somewhere where you know that he said you shouldn't go. And so, you know, if Adam had seen that, you know, when he had the choice between Eve and, and the fruit there, um, or if Eve had seen that, you know, a lot of things would be different. But, that, you know, again, the idea here is that true, unbelievable marriage to God is that there is such a, a fence of worship, a fence of lilies. Like, it's just a beautiful idea that here we have this unbelievable, beautiful bride. Her belly has this hunger for the harvest, right? That is a harvest that is fenced with lilies, right? A true harvest, the real, the real one. It's just the absolutely beautiful picture. And so, you know, what is <laughs> your strongest desires? Like if, if, if you, um, you know, when you're in your prayer, like, what do you really want? You know, when, when I love the, the scene in Evan Almighty, when, you know, God asked Evan to pray and, and he says, well, I pray for world peace and this. And he goes, how is that? And he goes, well, that'd be good if you're running for Miss America. He said, but now what do you really want? What do you, what do you really, really want? What do you really, really hunger for? What do you really, really thirst for? Um, and, and, and then he says, you know, in the case of Evan Almighty, he, he wants grace. He, and he says, do you want her back? And he says, no, I, you know, I, I want her to be loved uh, with the way that I should have loved her, with your eyes, is what he actually says. And of course, you know, God says, "Now that's an answer. That's a prayer I can, I, I can get behind." Well, I, I really think that's a prayer God loves to get behind. Is that we love Him, love others in such a way that we want them in that unbelievable gathering together of of the harvest of like we all come together in this in these heads of grain. Um, in, 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 in fenced in with lilies. I mean, what a beautiful thing if the people, all the people, you know, and God deserves to be worshiped by all the people. If all that our brothers and sisters and, and children and everybody you can think of, right, that there they would be, you know, in this, in this unbelievable harvest, which would be, again, fenced with such worship you know, that they didn't have to use, you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps or bootstraps or do it by some willpower on their own. In other words, it's just God is so in them that, that there's so much light there. There's no darkness, you know, that can come in because once, right, that you're in Jesus' presence, in his presence is fullness of joy, right? And if you're there, then whatever else you may need as far as food or, 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 sex or anything like that, right? It's not necessary because fullness of joy <laughs> is absolute fullness. And, and so it's cool to me that, that her belly, the seat of hunger and actually of sexual desire because the belly is also considered, you know, that because that's where the womb is and all those kind of things. 
And so here you have the seat of hunger, right, which is the belly. And here it is fenced with lilies. I think it's it's just spectacular. Um, as we've gone from the navel, right, this, this point of our birth to now this point of a harvest is just spectacular. This verse is amazing. Thanks for listening.